Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. The Notley government introducing an act to strengthen and protect democracy in Alberta. I always love the name of the legislation. Tom Vernon, Global News reporter in Edmonton, joins us today. Hello, Tom. Hey, how's it going this afternoon? It's going well. So an act to strengthen and protect democracy in Alberta. What's this all about? Yeah, so I think your listeners have probably heard the term PACs over the last little while, political action committees. We've, we've seen a few of them pop up. Jason Kenney had his Unite Alberta one before the PC leadership race. There's Alberta Can't Wait, which was also pushing for unity between the PCs and Wild Rose, and now they're supporting uh, UCP positions and opposing the government. There's um, Catherine O'Neill's Alberta Together, right? So there's these groups out there that are doing, you know, fundraising a lot of money and, and pushing a lot of um, objectives that certain political parties are after. And the NDP says, well, look, it's time to put a fence around these guys and uh, control what they're doing so they don't have undue influence over uh, over the government. And so how are they doing that then? Yeah, so what they've done is they're restricting exactly what they can do as far as political activities are. PACs will no longer be allowed to sell memberships for a party. They won't be able to do fundraising for a party, so they can't, you know, host banquets and give that money to political party. They can't collect info about electors and share that with a party. So say there's the uh, there's a by-election going on. They can't go canvas uh, an entire riding and get a whole bunch of electors' information and say, these are the ones that are supporting you and give that to a political party. Um, there's measures around uh, collusion. There's going to be some anti-collusion rules put in place. So the government, what they're attempting to do is kind of put a wall between these these PACs, which are allowed to exist and fundraise and advertise, and political parties that they may be supporting. Mm. And the key here is fundraise. So mm-hmm. they, they raise a lot of money. Have they put restrictions on that as well as in this new legislation? Yeah, so they can't specifically fundraise for a political party. Now, they're concerned about not allowing them to fundraise specifically. Uh, the Alberta Liberals put out a bill last week that would um, uh, put contribution limits to these PACs and, and ban union and corporate donations to them. And the government says, oh, look, there's some freedom of speech uh, you know, in, the, in this country. And these are third-party advertisers. They're allowed to fundraise all they want, right? Mm. They can gather donations from anyone, and they can advertise. But what they're saying is, look, you can't directly help a political party. So you can't, you know, go and fundraise all this money and then spend it on, you know, fundraising events for a party or for selling memberships to a party, you know, if you get these union and corporate donations. Because we already have those rules in place, don't we, Tom, when it comes to different provincial political parties and how much money Mm -hmm. they can uh, raise from donations? Yeah, so parties, uh, unions and corporations can't uh, donate to a political party. Individuals, it's capped at $4,000 uh, per year to a political party. So that's those have been in place around political parties. And what the government says is once they put those rules in place, they thought, man, we've got the strongest rules in the country. And then we started seeing these political action committees kind of pop up and start collecting a lot of money and kind of work on kind of the outskirts of things. So they're saying, look, they, they need to tighten that up. Now, this isn't because there isn't a pact for the NDP, is there? <laughs> Uh, I mean, not, there isn't one that I know of. I mean, there may be one quietly out there, but I haven't seen one, so I don't think there is one. They, look, they said that that is not kind of the driving notion behind this. They say, look, this is about getting big money out of politics, and uh, this is something that kind of popped up, and they wanted to take care of it. They say, you know, a lot of Albertans were raising these issues with them, but, I mean, you know, politically, they, I, I'm sure there's a little bit going like, oh, man, there's, this is happening. It's not happening for us, but, you know, they're obviously not admitting to that. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. You know, it is the big money that you're trying to keep out of the politics, and so this is one way of it. We will uh, find out more about it, but thanks so much for giving us the, the brief report here, Tom. 
Hey, happy to help. Tom Vernon, Global News reporter. So uh, going after these political action committees or PACs and putting some restrictions on those. And I know um, after five o'clock, we'll also be talking with our newsroom as well because they're looking into the new legislation. I've got to share this story with you. And then I want to get your take on this. This is um, a mom in the UK. She is charging her guests for Christmas dinner. Gemma Andrews says because her son has severe allergies, she likes to control all the cooking during the holiday season. So she figures, you know, with my family, I know we always do potluck. Someone brings the turkey, someone brings the potatoes. But in Gemma Andrews' case, she does all the cooking, so she passes on that cost to her families and the guests who come. She says her family hasn't minded paying a fee of... Roughly $51 for the dinner. I want to just play a little clip here. Uh, she spoke with a British television show this morning. And here's Gemma Andrews. And you are charging family £30 to come in. So why? Why do that? I charge the adults £30. I don't charge for children. And some families have four, five, six children that come to our house. Yeah. And that's because the very first year I opened my house to everybody, Christmas Eve I got let down by five people, putting me out of pocket. Mm. And I mean, that is bad. Excess food. The year after I tried bring a dish, Comes to Christmas Eve, people are like, oh, I forgot to get it. And then Christmas Eve, I'm running around trying to find a bag of prawns. So it's more stressful. It's more stressful. But, but uh, people will say that um, it's, you, you, it's almost like a business now, that if you, don't, if you don't pay, I assume, if you don't pay, you can't come. They, get the, they don't have to come. <laughs> First of all, what kind of relatives do you have who say, I'm going to bring, what did they say, a bag of prawns, and then they forgot the bag of prawns. Uh, you know, that's the worst relatives anyway, if you're doing a potluck and they're not carrying out their end of the bargain. What do you think about that, though? And and I'm curious, when it comes to Christmas dinner, how does your family do it? Do you do the potluck, or do you alternate one year to the next? Someone takes the whole thing on, which I think is just so unfair. And would you be willing to go so far as to charge your relatives for Christmas dinner? Hmm, I see a money-making opportunity here.